Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com. Today we are discussing The Umbrella Academy, Episode 3, Extraordinary. Directed by Andrew Bernstein. So Episode 3 was another solid entry into the first season of The Umbrella Academy's uh, introduction um, on Netflix. I I think this is really um, going to be a big hit. Um, I'm hearing some good critical feedback from uh, podcasters. I'm also hearing that um, it's getting relatively good reviews uh, via IMDb. All in the eight two, eight three, eight seven to nine five range, um, which is definitely good for uh, people that follow IMDb numbers. Um, I think the third, the third episode was probably the slowest, but it's not slow in a way that makes it uh, uncomfortable or anything. It's not the pacing's not bad, but um, we definitely are nestling in a little bit more with these. Um, these characters, and I do believe I said the 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 narrative was sort of by the numbers, and I I didn't mean the narrative structure of what was happening. I think I meant more of the the character types. I mean, we've seen these character types before. Um, it's sort of the quote unquote Suicide Squad effect of everyone coming together. Everyone has a problem, but they also have something. Uh, that something really powerful that they can contribute, except this is the, all of them are much more, um, much more powerful than the actual suicide squad. So, that, um, uh, I, I think that this is going to be a relatively big hit. Um, episode three was, was, was good. I wouldn't say it's as good as number one or two, but I, like I said earlier, solid entry. Um, Let's do the synopsis real quick. Worried about their mother. Sorry, let's let's rerun. Worried their mother is hiding something. Luther and Allison call a family meeting. Cha-Cha and Hazel catch a big break in their hunt for five. Um, I did not realize that uh, Cha-Cha, one of the assassins, was Mary J. Blige. She's up here whooping ass like... Kicking ass, taking names. I mean, I, I don't. I was just like, damn. I didn't even know who that was. Um, didn't recognize her. Um, and Hazel is played by Cameron Britton. We've seen Cameron Britton on the Netflix show Mind Hunters. He was creepy as hell in that, and it's interesting to see him play kind of against type um, with this like comedic aspect. And I, I, I think the banter between these two are, works really well too. Um, Jordan Claire Robbins is the mother, uh, the robotic mother, Grace. And I didn't give her enough credit in the first episode, mostly because the the cast credits are all jumbled up on IMDb and I couldn't find her. But Jordan Claire Robbins as Grace is is doing some of the best acting, I would say, on the show, mostly because it's through... Um, her, I would say her body language and the way she's portraying being a sad robot that can't quite 
show emotion, but she can show some emotion. It is, it's quite a fascinating um, take. I, I really enjoy the, uh, the, the portrayal that she's, she's giving. I, I hope that we haven't lost her given the circumstances at the end of this episode. Um, I didn't really get to talk too much about uh, Justin H. Men um, as Ben. He, I noticed Ben only shows up in Klaus's um, peripheral or, you know, only around him. But he's, when he's doing it, he's almost always looking at Klaus. It seems that he's not looking at what the actions that are going on around him. It seems that he's fixated on Klaus. So I, was, I wasn't quite sure how that was related or if that meant anything at all. Probably have to keep an eye on it. Um, but by the end of this episode, we found out that uh, Cha-Cha and uh, Hazel have kidnapped Klaus after a pretty well-done action scene with uh, Luther, Diego, and Allison, and sort of Vanya. Um, that was a pretty crazy action scene they had in the uh, uh, the mansion, which... By the way, this is kind of reminding me of like a Hill House situation, but we'll, we'll get back to that with all the you know the kids coming together for the um, going to this single entity house or something like that. You know, it kind of I don't know, sort of reminds me of it a little bit. I don't know, just a little bit. Um, we see the reveal of Luther, and sorry, we're kind of doing this a uh, recap backwards, um, but that's how we're gonna do it. Um, Tom Hopper as Luther. I th- I think the the makeup job and everything they're really doing for him lo- looked incredible. I mean, this is the first time we've really seen him without a shirt on, and we see him fully as a quote unquote like beast. I mean, he's like he's hairy, he's big, and it seems like he's continuously getting bigger. And his head doesn't quite match how big his body is. I mean, he's almost going into um, De- deformity zone in a way it it, it looked at, at one point he we see flashbacks of him you know always working on his figure and stuff like that and mostly doing back exercises but good god it's back day all day for this guy um so um david castiana as diego i still enjoy his performance he's kind of the hothead of the group and he's clearly the one that's i don't know uh trigger happy or, you know, uh, knife-happy or whatever, knife-throwing-happy or something like that. Um, we he, he reveals about the monocle. He took it and all of that. And he it, it, it's what sparks everyone to uh, discuss about what they should do with their robotic mother and whether they should, you know, um, quote-unquote dismantle her or, you know, uh, discuss it further. Um and so that was pretty interesting, just seeing the the dynamics of everyone choosing sides, and also they, they were still able to throw in a little bit of comedy with um, Klaus's uh, portrayal. Robert uh, Sheehan is doing a, I think Robert Sheehan is doing a really good job as uh, Klaus, and I think we're gonna learn much later how much this kid's actually being haunted. I mean, or this guy. Um, it seems that. Well, I mean, all of these characters are really struggling with something. Um, even number five, um, with having this like like uh, mannequin girlfriend that he he apparently is just enthralled with. 
Um, I forgot what her name was. Darla, Darla, Darlene or something. I don't know, something. Um, so anything else? We got this new guy that Vanya's talking to. Um, Leonard Peabody, um, played by John Margot. Um, Magero or something like that. I don't know. I'm, I apologize if I said that wrong. Um, I like John Magero. I don't like the chemistry that I'm getting between him and uh, Vanya. I I I know Ellen Page is. Um, um, I think she's bisexual. So it automatically I pair her with her wife. So seeing her with this guy is kind of. Um, I don't know. It's. It's a little bit odd. I can just tell that she's not interested in this guy. And um, if she was interested in a guy on the show, I don't think it would be this guy. I don't really know who it would be. I think this. I feel like a guy that Vanya's character, not not Ellen Page, but Vanya the character, would be kind of into a more eccentric guy. And this guy is no offense to to, to uh, John, but. Leonard Peabody is not an interesting guy. He's 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 kooky. He's corny. He's he's uh, he seems primed to be taken out around fourth or fifth episode unceremoniously by a bad guy or something like that. And I won't shed a tear whatsoever. And that's kind of how I'm feeling. Like with this guy, he, this guy feels disposable in in in, in kind of the worst ways. Like I don't know. So it, I was kind of hoping he would turn out to be a bad guy, but I. He, I'm starting to tread back on that a little bit. Um, I, I don't think that he's going to be a bad guy at this point. Um, anything else we need to add to the story narrative structure? I don't think I talked about the detail enough in the first two episodes of uh, the house and the set dressing and... Um, and just everything about the the production is really well done, uh, even down to the the signs on the house. I mean, what we see like these little uh, uh, how to disable a person from attacking you, and it's like kids' cartoon drawings that are showing them probably as younger young adults how to you know how to stop violence or you know how to how to fight crime and stuff like that and it, it, it they don't say anything about it they just kind of like show the camera pans over it and it, either you see it or or you don't but i mean it's it's it, incredible detail is what i would say went into this um production um let me see if i can add anything else to this um, let me see how I've shifted a little bit on my favorite characters, if that really matters. I don't know if that really matters at all. <clears throat> I think, uh, uh I, honestly, the assassins really grasped my attention in this episode because they brought a lot of, uh, comedy that I think desperately was needed in this episode that was really heavy in, um, narrative structure of, you know, this is why Vanya's upset. This is why Luther's upset. This is why Diego's upset. This is why Alan's is upset. I mean, if everyone, and this is why, you know, this is why Klaus is, if, if we just keep on going through the numbers of all of these people, you know, 
uh, backs if we go through the backstories of everyone and finding out how terrible of childhoods they've had it's it's going to be kind of a downer so having these you know these kind of uh dark comedic assassins is uh, is nice it's 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 kind of like the uh the Barry effect on HBO it's kind of it's like a dark comedy it's like gritty but it's also you, you might get a couple laughs um I also wanted to talk about the the subtle work between Cameron Britton and the uh, the gr- gritty donuts um, lady waitress played by Sheila McCarthy. I thought that was a very uh, it was a quick subtle scene that showed a lot and did a, it it did a lot with a little. And what I what I mean by that is their banter was good. Like the banter. The the every the writing between the assassins and whoever they come in contact with always seemed to be really um, um, quick and elaborate and almost I want to say like Tarantino ish. It's it's kind of like they're talking about situations and stuff like that, jelly donuts or something, you know. And then all of a sudden it, you'll get like a whiplash with someone whipping out a gun or something like that, or all of a sudden it's a it's a stick up or you know it's. It's uh, kind of like the dark comedy, but then also the, th- the 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 thrilling part is right behind it, ready to snap. Um, if that, uh, I don't know if that was a little bit discombobulated, but I was just like, I it's got it's got that Tarantino feel when it's you know it's uh, when it's dark, but it's also ready to whip whip some violent some violence at you or something like that. Um, let's see. Anything else about it? I, I still like the editing in this. I haven't really talked about too much about the editing and pacing. Um, pacing I thought was was pretty good on this. Wasn't um, it, it felt like the solid hour that I was probably expecting. The episode two was a little bit faster, but you know this this was still good. Um, we only really had one um, major action set piece. Um, the music on this show t- uh, tends to still be very uplifting in a way that is making the show much more enjoyable. It's like a ride. It kind of feels like you're going through a ride. Um, and it's it's fun. I'm, I'm, you know, can't really say much more than that. Um, but I think we've covered episode three of like um, the Umbrella Academy, and we still have no idea about um, Pogo's, uh, why he's a talking monkey is there, or... Why it's called the Umbrella Academy? Still, still in the dark about that, to my knowledge. Um, unless you're a comic book reader and you already know everything, you know you don't don't spoil everybody. Um, so yeah, um, I've like I said, really enjoyed this. It's been a good one. Check out the rest of uh, the podcast we have coming down the tube. Um, we'll probably do one or two more podcasts before the the finale podcast because i definitely see that we need to cover this and uh finish the umbrella academy so thank you for listening look it out podcast at gmail.com for comments questions concerns be sure to rate us five stars on whatever podcast player you are listening on because that's how we grow that's how people can listen to all the goods all the good stuff all the all the dank podcasts we can we can cover for you. Let you know if it's as good, if it's not, if it's you know, in, in between somewhere, if, if it's worth the time. So, all right, thank you for listening. Lucky Dog Podcast. Take it easy.